Well, hello, and welcome to the first ever You and I at U of I podcast. My name is Zane Hunter, and I am a student at the University of Idaho, and I'm also a host of this very beautiful, well-put-together podcast. (laughs) I am uh, very excited to bring this to the students at the University of Idaho, uh, alums, and just the general public. My co-host, Hunter Guest, will be joining us later on the show, and he and I will be interviewing two very special guests, and I'm glad that they could both be on the show. ASUI President Lauren Carlson and the President of the University of Idaho, Scott Green, will both be joining us this week, and I really had fun sitting down with those two and uh, learning about their experiences and learning about how they got into their positions, and and just about them in general. I know you guys will love hearing from them, and ultimately that's what I want from this podcast. I want the students to be able to get to know their leaders and for the leaders to share their real selves to the students and the general public. Also, um, stay tuned. Throughout this show... Um, somewhere in the middle of it, might be at the end, might be at the beginning, you will figure out how you can win a free drink from Red Star Coffee here in Moscow. Um, it's great, great company. I love their, I love their coffee and I know a lot of people here at the University of Idaho also love their coffee. So stay tuned to learn exactly how you can join in a contest for a free drink. I could sit here and talk for days, but I know you didn't come just to listen to me. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Well, Zane, I'm really excited for our first episode to begin the UNI at U of I adventure. Are you? Absolutely. Would you want to please introduce our first guest? Oh, I would love to, Hunter. So, joining us today, he was born in Moscow moved to Boise, where he then graduated from Boise High School. Following his degree from the University of Idaho, the third-generation Vandal went to work for Boise Cascade Corporation. He went on to attend Harvard Business School and received a Master of Business Administration in 1989. Your president, Scott Green. Scott, how are you? Zane, I'm doing great. Good to be with you and Hunter, and I'm just happy to be here with you today. Awesome. Would you uh, care to tell the audience a little bit, a little bit about yourself? Well, you did a pretty good job. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I did work on the East Coast for a number of years after graduating from from grad school, and, and worked in banking and uh, you know accounting and banking, and, and eventually with some law firms for a while. But then I had the opportunity to come back to the University of Idaho and uh, come back home. So I'm just really thrilled to be back in Moscow. Beautiful Moscow. Um, so. Just for the audience's sake, um, I know a lot of a lot of students don't exactly know what you do. Could you maybe walk us through a day in the life of your job and and uh, kind of what the work day looks like for you? Yeah. So, so so the great thing about my job and great thing about a university, as you guys know, is just there's just so much going on here that no day is the same as as the day before. Um, there are some things that I do every month that uh, you know are just part of our process here. For instance, I have a lot of financial meetings, as you would expect, you know, with uh, various department heads and, and with uh, the deans of, of the various colleges. Um, I, I also have, uh, you know, one-on-one time with my direct reports to, you know, find out how they're doing, whether it be, you know, uh, you know our Office of General Counsel or, you know, our heads of compliance. 
uh, heads of diversity. Um, you know, I spend time obviously with with them as well. Um, you know, I deal a lot with the legislature this time of year, so a lot of my time has been taking up. Uh, uh, you know, dealing with legislative issues and bills and, and you know, spending some time in Boise, uh, you know, with, uh, trying to advocate for the University of Idaho. Obviously, we want to do well, you know, with our appropriations because it, you know, impacts the quality of instruction. So we want to make sure that we're providing great instruction for our students. So that's always time time spent. Um, you know, and, and then, you know, other university matters as they come up, and there, there's often many, you know, um, right. you know, throughout the day. But those are kind of the major building blocks, I would say, of things I deal with on a daily basis. Awesome. And one of the main questions I kind of got from students when I uh, told them that I was going to be interviewing you and what kind of questions they would want to hear was uh, um, when it comes to, like, tuition and COVID-19, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but um, what exactly do you and the university, what are you doing for uh, – trying to help these students. Yeah, well, you know, as you know, we froze tuition last year and we're trying to freeze it again this year if the if the legislature passes the governor's budget, uh, which, you know, we should get a, I don't know if they're, they probably will take it up next week, whether we'll get a full answer next week, I don't know. But, uh, you know, if it passes like it is, then I think we can hold, you know, tuition uh, frozen again for another year. And, and uh, for me, that's important, and I know it's for important for our students, too, because accessibility is, is really what we're all about here at the University of Idaho, right? Giving right. a great education uh, to students so they can elevate themselves at an affordable price so you don't walk out of here with a lot of debt. And, exactly, uh, yeah. You know, so we're, we're really working hard to do that, and that's, you know, it's high on my list of priorities. I'm always thinking about the students in that regard when we're working on our budgets and, and tuition. All right, President Green, thank you for that. Um, What's your favorite memory of being a University of Idaho student? I mean, we know you're Kappa Sigma and maybe have some great memories in the fraternity and yeah. on campus. Yeah, I know. My time here was great, you know, and I have great movie memories growing up here as well. Uh, so I, I always struggled right, trying to pick one. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I would say I, I, I always remember the walk from, from the fraternity house to either the Kibbe Dome. Um, well, it was always to the Kibbe Dome back in the day. Every once in a while they'd have a game in uh, – Memorial Gym, but it was mostly the Kibbe Dome, uh, to see the football games or the, you know, the basketball games. And back then, you know, we didn't realize how lucky we were. We just kind of took it for granted. We had a great football team with Dennis Erickson, you know, and mm -hmm. a great basketball with Don Munson, you know, making it to the Sweet 16 while, while I was here. And those were just great days because it just really got, it, you know, something for us all to be energized about and, and to, you know, talk about and gather around. And we had some great jazz festival during, during that time, too, you know, that uh, just really brought the community together. So... Uh, there's those are the, some of the best memories I had while on campus is just you know spending time with uh, my brothers in the fraternity and going to those uh, those events. Do you still keep up with some uh, fraternity brothers from? I, I do, I do. I mean, that's the thing about a fraternity is you know you make lifelong you know friends and brothers and uh, and uh, yeah, the answer to that is yes. And and actually for me now, it's not only just my pledge brothers and and folks I went to school with, but you know more broadly now. Now that I'm president, I get to spend a lot more time with a lot of you know, multi-generations of, of K-SIG, so it's, uh, it's good. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people, a lot of students um, might not know that you were ASUI president back when you were in college, and Hunter and I actually went down and, and looked at your picture the other day <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and saw you down there, but uh, what, what were the major issues that you had to deal with as, as a student president uh, back, in, back in your college days? Well, you can tell from my picture, finding a barber was probably one of the, <laughs> the most difficult things that I had going on. 
But, you know, surprisingly, it's not much different than the things I'm dealing with now. Back then, it was all about, you know, there was uh, a lot of movement in the legislature to uh, bring tuition to bear because at, the, at that time, they could only charge fees according to the Idaho Constitution. Um, and, and so, you know, no, you know, even then I was trying to keep costs to students down by, you know, resisting uh, the move to, uh, to tuition-based uh, appropriation. And, uh, uh, and we spent a lot of time on that, actually, as a, as a student body. You know, Satan and I being student senators, I think a lot of students probably don't know that we spend a lot of time on social issues. Was that still um, common back then, or did you guys avoid those issues? Did you focus on more university life? How, I mean, was it different? I mean. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it was different at time. You know, there's no question about that. Um, I don't think we probably spent as much time on, on social issues back then, but they were still relevant, you know, and, and for us, uh, coming to the University of Idaho was important because we had such a multicultural environment here for the state of Idaho. And frankly, you know, it prepared me uh, to go out and compete in, in, in a world because, you know, I had exposure to that. Um, you know, so, but I do think it's more of an issue today. And I think that we're a more divided country today than we were, you know, when I was going to school. And that's created a lot of issues that we have to have important discussions about and dialogue. And so uh, it's, un, it's, it's um, you know, I think it's just part of our society today that, that if we're going to heal this country, we just need to be talking about these issues. I agree. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, in everybody's path to success, there's always many failures. I'm sure you could attest to that. I know I can. What do you think your biggest failure was, and how did you kind of like react to that, and how has that helped you? Yeah, I think I'm fortunate in my, my career. Anyway. I haven't really had any big, big, big failures. I, you know what I would say is I owe the University of Idaho for that. Um, I often tell people, and I really believe this is true, I made most of my biggest mistakes while I was on campus here. And the great thing about that is that, you know, there's some great people here who pick you up, dust you off, and, you know, send you back on your way on the right definitely, path, definitely, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm very grateful. And then I, I've learned, you know, that uh, honey works as well as sticks, and I learned that here. You know, there's no question at the University of Idaho. So so like we said earlier, you know, you were KSIG at ASUI president. Um, what were your priorities and expe expectations for yourself in school? Were you pretty diligent in school? Was it a learning curve coming here from high school? Was it... Talk about it. Yeah, you know, I think I think it's pretty much, you know, I was kind of just a normal student, like like most. You know, I I, uh, I struggled my first semester trying to you know get into the the swing of things, and uh, I had pretty low expectations. You know, honestly, I just wanted to graduate and get a job. You know, I was so broke towards the end of my <laughs> college education. I just I was just racing to try to get out of here and and find good work. You know, and I was fortunate to be able to do that. Yeah, uh, I I know that feeling. <laughs> So what led you back to the University of Idaho, and what was your vision for the university coming back? You know, I think you were in the East Coast when you um, became president, right, and you moved back over here. Right. So what was your vision for the university when you were going through that process? Yeah, so, you know, I'm fortunate that, you know, I had remained active with the university while I, well, you know, after I graduated. I spent uh, time on the CB, the College of Business and Economics Advisory Board. I was on the alumni board and on the foundation. So I was kind of aware of a lot of the issues that the university was having, particularly with turnover at the top. And, you know, more recently, some of the financial issues they were dealing with. And I just felt that I could help. And and so that's really why I was interested in, in, in coming back and, and plus being able to come back home. And I still have, you know, my family here in Idaho. Uh, so for me, it was just, it was one of those situations where I felt, uh, 
you know, I could come back and really help the institution and, uh, and get back home. Uh, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but coming right out of college, could you maybe like uh, describe kind of like how that works coming out of college for students? I know not a lot of stu- students maybe are nervous for uh, applying for internships and applying for jobs, but kind of what was your thought process going into the, into the uh, work life or into the real world? Yeah, <clears throat> for me, it was just trying to get the best job I could and, and doing the best I could once I got that job. And so I applied for a lot of different jobs and uh, uh, was fortunate to land at Boise Cascade. And uh, I, I worked in their internal audit department, which was a great job to start out with coming out of college because, you know, I really hadn't been out of Idaho all that much. And with that job, I was traveling all over the country, you know, to different uh, operations that Boise Cascade had at the time. And back then, they they were a Fortune 500 company. You know, they had, uh, um, you know, Office Products Operations, which I think is now called Office Max. But, um, but you know, they had office you know, supply, you know, wholesale distribution. They had lumber distribution. They had timberlands. They had paper mills. They had sawmills. So I was traveling all over the place, to, sometimes to great places, you know, like the, some of the big cities like New York or, uh, but oftentimes to places like Oakdale, you know, Louisiana, you know, during a hurricane, you know, so I had a lot of great experiences there. And I, I really grew as a as a person and as a business, you know, in my in my career as well at Boise Cascade. I owe them a lot as well. Awesome. Um, and I know, I guess one uh, one thing I kind of want to talk about is your job here at the university. I know a lot of students think that you're here all the time. You're you're in Moscow. You're based in Moscow. But. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, a lot of your job is based in Boise and in, in, in other places. Am I correct? Yeah, you know we've got uh, uh, research centers and uh, extension offices in, in pretty much every county. And and for those counties where we may not, I think there's only two we don't have a physical presence. We serve them by the neighboring from the neighboring county. And uh, you know I don't know how you run a university without you know, visiting your people and understanding, you know, what they do. And, uh, you know, I made a goal uh, last year to try to visit every extension office in the state and then COVID hit. So that kind of restricted things, Uh, but I still made it to over 20. And, um, uh, you know, so I'm I'm on the road a lot. And then, as I mentioned earlier with the legislature, you know, you need to be in Boise and the state board meetings, many of them are in Boise. Um, Zoom's made things easier during COVID, but uh, I'm still on the road quite a bit. And then, of course, dealing with alumni, right, uh, and fundraising for the university. That often takes me out of state even. So um, it's, it's a big job. Um, keeps me busy. But, again, you know, that, that's, the, that's the good part of the job, right? No two days are, are ever the same. So what's one thing that you want uh, U of I students to know about you or about, I mean, anything in general? Yeah, I, I would say just know that, that you know, we're really – focused on their experience here. Um, and, you know, even during a time of COVID, we, we really want students to have the best possible experience and, and not just a great education, but a great experience. And, uh, you know, so we've worked really hard over the last year. And I really feel for our students, you know, to have, especially those, you know, who, um, you know, were graduating and missed graduation and, and we're dealing with, uh, you know, as we're trying to deal with the pandemic. You know, but, you know, like vandals do, they've all persevered. And, and, you know, our students, you know, you guys have done great. And uh, I'm very proud of how our institutions responded. And, you know, but it's not surprising because, you know, we all, you know, we are vandals. And I hear it from our employers. You know, our students are the, are sm- the smartest and most hardworking, you know, students that they can find. And uh, that just shows with how they, they handle themselves here on campus and, 
and once they leave and become, uh, you know, become employed and, and become alumni. Uh, so um, I just want you to know that, you know, we're working hard to do our best to, to give that best, the best experience we can to you and the best education. Yeah, and I love, I mean, and I'm sure a lot of students lo- would love to hear that you are really focusing on the experience because I've heard older people and, and alums and talk about the fun times they've had on here you know, on campus and their four years. And I, uh, I think a lot of students might take it for granted, you know, and they, they look back and be like, man, that was a fun time, man. You know, going to schools and uh, being with your friends and stuff like that is always fun. So it's, it's, it's great to hear that. It's one of the few times in your life where, there's so much to, that you could do that you just don't have, even though you, you're going to school and you've got free time, uh, you don't have enough time to take advantage of everything. And it's one of the things I've enjoyed about coming back is now I kind of have a second shot at some of this <laughs> stuff, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, I, there's just so many clubs and so many things to get involved in, so many classes that it's just it's terrific. It's just terrific. Speaking, speaking about clubs, like um, – <clears throat> Students who like might not be so involved. Do you, I mean, is there certain clubs that you wish you would have been involved in when you were a student here at U of I? Like, would you have changed anything? Are you content with what you've done? I mean, you were pretty successful in college as well as today. So, I mean, you ended up in a good place. Yeah, you know, but you know, when when I look back at you know, we didn't have the rec center back then, but um, we did have a lot of outdoor activities that I wish I would have gotten more involved in. You know, whether it be the whitewater rafting or the hiking or the skiing and all that, because I've always loved that and. And I look back and wonder why I didn't do some of that, um, you know. And I think I would have enjoyed getting involved in the field and some of the research that we do out there too. And I didn't do that. Um, now, you know, there's only so many hours a day, and I do encourage you know our students to spend time with each other too, because yeah. you know that is part of the experience. That's what makes college fun, right? And spend time with their faculty and and others. But you know, if there's things that you're interested in, it doesn't hurt to try it. You don't have to always, you know, just because you, you know, you can go try it once if you don't like it. And that's the great thing about university. Then go try something else, you know, until you find something you really are passionate about. Awesome. Well, as we're kind of wrapping up here, um, I, I want to open it up for any final thoughts. Hunter, do you have any final questions or? Uh, I'm just glad you're here to join us today, President Green. It really means a lot to Zane and I and probably the students of the university. Someone come very personable and, um, represents us well and is willing to do things with the students so thank you for joining us uh, would you would you like anything uh have anything last last to say here uh, president green no it's just uh it's my pleasure to be here i i think you guys are awesome for doing this and uh all that's gone into setting this up it's really impressive so <laughs> thanks for yeah, having thank me you. Thank yeah you. thanks for being here so sorry to interrupt this beautiful broadcast you are listening to but hunter and i have some very important information you'd love to hear Hunter, you love coffee, don't you? Absolutely. What's your favorite kind of coffee drink? Uh, black coffee. Just straight black. Yeah, pretty complicated. I like uh, I like the the lattes and the, and the mochas. Tell me the difference. Uh, I can't. Uh, well, <laughs> I bet you Red Star does. Red Star. Well, good thing you brought that up because you would love to know that Red Star provides a real alternative to franchises by offering handcrafted coffee, espresso drinks, Lotus Energy and Red Bull bombers, teas, and real food options. I'm just getting hungry and thirsty just thinking about it. Their friendly baristas offer high-quality service, and I'm talking—I'm not talking run-of-the-muck service that you find at every other coffee joint. This is the p- most pristine service you can find, and they have an extensive knowledge of their menu, giving them the ability to customize drinks in ways that franchises just can't, Hunter. Well, good, because I like my black coffee just right. Just right. Red Star Coffee Company is committed to serving the community. 
They can often be found providing well-deserved drinks to local school teachers, healthcare workers, and emergency service providers during service days and appreciation weeks. I'm going to apply to be a teacher right now. Well, they'll take care of you, that's for sure. So if you love great coffee, I do. friendly people, the best kind, and a company who loves their community, drive up and experience Red Star for yourself. I'm going to run there later. It looks like you need to. Well, you know, how <laughs> college goes. <laughs> <laughs> Go Vandals. Joining us today is a student who will be graduating this spring with a double major in environmental science and an academic certificate in climate change. She's also a member of the Gamma Phi Beta sorority, your ASUI president, Lauren Carlson. Lauren, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having Doing me today. Very well. Thanks for joining us. Would you mind telling the audience a little bit about yourself, Lauren? Of course, Hunter. Um, as was already stated, I'm a double major in environmental science. I'm getting a certificate in climate change. Um, I am a member of Gamma Phi Beta, and I am the current ASUI student body president. To make it not all shop talk, I really love being in Moscow, and I love um, hiking around here, reading, and hanging out with all the friends I've made um, in Gamma Phi and outside of that. Um, but yeah, that's just a little bit about me. Awesome. It's great to hear. So, on, we are doing a new segment on this podcast, and uh, it's called Hit Em Quick. And uh, we're doing it with uh, multiple different guests here in the future as well. And uh, what we're going to do is ask you just um, kind of like either or questions, just and you're just going to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay? Sounds good. Are you good? Yep. You ready? Okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Favorite color? Green. Favorite animal? A dog. Okay. Red Star or Dutch Bros? So sorry, Red Star. Corner Club or Mingles? <laughs> quick. It's, it's got to be quick. Corner Club. Who do we hate? Boise State. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so that was a little, just a little segment. I think it, uh, that's, that's going to be a staple of this, uh, this podcast. So for the students that might not know exactly what you do as ASUI president, I know when I was a freshman, I didn't really know exactly what the ACUI was or kind of like that. So we're just kind of educating the students on this. Could you maybe take us through a day in the life of uh, ASUI, like being the ASUI president? Yeah, so honestly, when I got into this role, I kind of questioned what the day in the life was too. Um, it's pretty odd. Um, honestly, no day looks the same for me, except for Wednesday, that's probably the closest one. Um, we have our ASUI meetings Wednesday nights from five to eight. So that's like my most stable thing. Um, the rest of them really just are a bunch of meetings this year. It's a lot of Zoom meetings, but in the past, other presidents, a lot of in-person, running around campus, talking with people that they're working on projects with. Um, I do a lot of mine over Zoom, which is kind of nice, but I do some in-person too. Um, outside of that, I do still go to school. <laughs> I have to take classes too. Um, so I have some classes thrown in there and have to work all my meetings around that. But that's basically every day is just kind of meetings with all the people I'm working on projects with. Awesome, yeah. When you got into that, uh, was it really stressful a uh, period to get used to that busy oh, schedule yeah. right away? <laughs> yes, it's 20 hours a week, and it's definitely more than I thought um, it was going to be, which is a good thing. It means I'm always busy doing things that I like to do, um, helping students. Yeah, but it's a good thing, and I think um, – it's something that every president has to get used to. It's a really quick turnaround from, I was a senator before, which was six hours a week, so that's nothing in comparison, but um, hey once now. you get the hang of yeah. it, <laughs> six <laughs> hours of great work versus 20 hours of great work, I mean, it's great stuff, but <laughs> 14 more hours definitely adds up, um, but yeah, got used to it somewhat quick, hopefully. 
Awesome. Yeah. Um, I guess one of the biggest questions I kind of I asked, I guess I got from students when I asked, I told them I was interviewing you and I actually asked this to President Green as well. Um, and they said that they really wanted to know about tuition and um, even COVID-19. So like what as ASUI president and as the ASUI, I guess, what are you what are you doing to help with tuition costs and stuff like that? Yeah, so I'll start with COVID-19 uh, and how that affected everything because we're going to really hope next year that's not a consideration. Um, but one thing that I um, I did with ASUI was I advocated for students to not have online fees this last fall semester. Um, this was because none of us really knew what we were going to have as a learning environment coming in. Hybrid was very new. Um, we didn't realize like what the extent that that was going to be online versus in person. Um, and that was one thing I eventually just had to ask and say, we cannot have an online fee at this point because um, so many students just don't re- like didn't realize what they were getting into when they signed up for the semester, which is very different than a normal learning environment, truthfully. Um, so that was one thing I was really happy we were able to do is last fall. There were no online fees outside of the ones that were already existing for online classes before the pandemic affected our class schedule. And I'm really happy that happened. It wasn't able to happen this spring, but that was also because we all knew what the new learning environment looked like. And those online fees do impact programs and departments a lot. So the one semester I was really happy we could get um, voided. Outside of that tuition cost, the biggest thing, it's like my biggest topic I talk about. It's with the Idaho legislature. And I really just, um, we really need the support from the state um, to make tuition as low as possible. Um, We have some great donors and we have great programs, but um, at the end of the day, tuition is a huge uh, piece of student life, and it's what keeps a lot of people either here at University of Idaho or keeps them out of it. Right. And one thing that I'm really advocating for is Governor Brad Little's initial appropriations bill to be approved, how he proposed it, because our President Green has said that if it is, we'll have another tuition freeze, which would be incredible, um, exactly, super yeah. impactful for students after COVID. So we had one this year. I'd love to see another one. That's kind of what the main goal is for tuition costs specifically. Awesome. Was there anything like actually like when you went into this position, was there something that you like really wanted to get done? And then when you got in the position, you were like, oh, I can't get that done. Or like your opinions changed or like, can you give us a little insight on that? Yeah, there definitely was. It's uh, a student app was something that I actually ran on part of my platform. And that happens. Presidents get in and they don't meet everything that they did or that they campaigned on. But the main thing actually was because of COVID, our IT department did an incredible job like working in all of these classes into an elect- like online format or having a hybrid piece to them. So we weren't able to make that project a reality quite yet. And it's going to be something that I tell the next president, like make this a priority or they should, um, because we really need a student app for our students here at the university. Okay. So as a student, what's your, what's your favorite part being here at the university? You know, we talked about your ASUI experience, but like what, as being a true student, what's, what's your favorite part about being here in Moscow? I would say actually like part of it is being an ASUI, um, which I hate to always bring everything back to that. But it is like one of my favorite parts about being a student because I would not have had this experience like anywhere else. The fact that I joined our student government as a junior, I went in as a senator. I I did the appointment process my first time around to get into Mm -hmm. Senate and then I had to rerun right after that. Um, And then nine months later, I was running for president like that is kind of unheard of. And I don't think I would have had the opportunity anywhere else. So I'm really thankful. And also just working with everyone in ASUI, it's been awesome to meet so many different people. And um, especially our pro staff, they have our professional staff, they have just like great ideas and a lot of respect for student leaders, which is really nice um, because we're young adults who have great ideas ourselves. And so um, I think that's one thing outside of that. My 
like experience in my college has been incredible the college of natural resources like my program the environmental science program is just awesome and they have so many opportunities that um again the staff has just been incredible and the faculty they're always so passionate which helps me to become more passionate and get my homework done so i'd say that's my favorite part yeah i mean there's so many great parts about this university you know yeah so we actually asked president green what issues that he dealt with because he was ASUI president back in 1983 nice. and uh, he kind of told us um, that he was dealing with a lot of tuition um, based stuff as well but the social issues that we have today they weren't present back then so mm-hmm. could you a little t- touch on like kind of what you have to deal with what kind of issues are in uh, ASUI and in the politics right now Yeah, so obviously the first thing that I've really dealt with this year as ACI president for the entirety has just been the COVID-19 pandemic and how it's impacting our students. I was this summer, that's kind of all I talked about was like how we're going to teach in this environment, how we're going to make sure everyone's safe and how we're going to like meet all the needs of all the different kinds of students we have here. Um, The social issues, it's a whole nother topic that is just so present in ASUI and Mm. every student's life here. So yeah, I would say politics play a role in because I, I personally think that it plays a role in all parts of life. Um, if you're involved, if you're listening, if you're advocating, it's going to play a role um, in everything that you do. So my biggest thing is that I really want ASUI to just be respectful of all the different um, opinions and ideas we have. Um, I never want people to feel like they're not welcome at the table. With that, though, we do have different opinions, and that's important because we have different student groups here. Um, so I think that's one thing that probably has differed a little bit from 1983 to now. Um, Our issues are, we're just so much more integrated with social media and things like that, that I think we have a bit more of a understanding as young adults or we're just like, we're a little bit louder about it at this point, Um, which is awesome. Like I love having the chance to hear such different opinions and talk with people about what they're going through or like the background that they come from or like where, like what their family thinks or like how they differ from my opinion and things like that. So I do think it's a huge part. um, And it's been a huge part of this role, honestly. It's just, we have a ton of different students here, which make our university a great place. Um, And I represent myself, but I also represent them. And so finding the balance between that has been a huge thing. Yeah, you brought up a great point. Like, um, if I'm not mistaken, you graduated from Coeur d'Alene High School. Yeah. Um, So coming from Coeur d'Alene, were you surprised at the the social issues involved within ASUI, how politics played a role? And how did your background, I guess, just on a more personal level, so people get to know you more, like, your, if you could dive into like your personal thoughts and backgrounds and how you grew up in Coeur d'Alene and how it differed from when you came down here and if it's changed your mind or just a little bit about that. Yeah, so honestly, coming from Coeur d'Alene, I was really involved with student government in high school and I came to campus and I was like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> um, I was the same way. Yeah, yeah same me too. Way. We're done. Yeah, <laughs> I, I walked out and I was like, okay, I'm going to join my sorority. I'm going to get into my major. I'm going to find some internships. I'm going to move on with my life. Yeah. And yeah. it was a great experience in Coeur d'Alene, but I was like, I've never been someone who actually wants to be a politician, which I think is a not a common thread for the ASUI president. <laughs> very most, ironic. Yeah, <laughs> most that I meet um, very much like they want to go into politics they want to be a senator they want to be a representative which is awesome that is not something that's currently like up in my mind as a prior or as something I would like to do um, when I get older I I want to go to law school and I want to like help I want to do kind of environmental law so I want to help people when it comes to that kind of a social justice issue of like how climate change and how um, environmental problems are going to be affecting every like the different kinds of groups of people that they will affect um, but to get back to your question the Coeur d'Alene aspect I think 
I it's a smaller town I mean it's not a small it's kind of funny I say it's a small town because it's bigger than Moscow right. um but I'm actually originally originally from California but I moved to Idaho for fourth grade and on so I small town everything's kind of a small town in Idaho to me yeah. still yeah. um having family in California but um I would say, like, obviously it brought a different perspective. I've talked with both of you about how, like, where you're from brings a different perspective. And I would say, again, because Coeur a little bit bigger, we have um, probably more um, opinions than, like, other small towns. I would say, like, it did impact me. I come from a family that, like, we're involved with politics, but none of us are, like, super, inv- like, impacted by a lot of things that go on in our political world. So I would say the bigger thing that it made me realize is how many people are impacted by local politics, by our state politics, by our federal politics, like there um i was really lucky to never have to worry about a lot of big things that a lot of other people had to um which is like part of the reason why i was so interested in getting involved with asu is because there's so many other people here and there's so mm-hmm. many other like different lived experiences that i wanted to learn more about and help advocate for because um, again i come from a very like i come from a very awesome place to have not had to worry about those things for the whole, my entire life right. um so yeah, that's how, that's how I would say about Coeur d'Alene specifically. So I guess moving on from that. So, I mean, you've obviously been pretty successful um, in your college career. It sounds like you're going to be successful you. in your um, <laughs> uh, future careers. Hopefully. <laughs> I, I, I don't think Sandra, I have any doubt. You've, you've been great. But um, along with those, um, going through these processes, you probably had some failures along the way. I mean, can you explain like your biggest failure and like what you learned from it? Yeah, that question was the one that stumped me for sure. I was like, oh, I got to think about bad things. <laughs> um, it, but it's a great question. I'd say, honestly, my biggest failure was my junior year. I took on way too much. I was the public relations vice president for Gamify. I was involved with the Women in Science Society on a leadership position. I was also the house manager of Gamify. I was a senator in ASU. I was thinking about a bigger position. I had like 18 credits each semester under my belt. And... I that was like my biggest failure because it made me do all of those things kind of at not full capacity. I was running on 40% for every single thing instead of 100% for a couple really great things and they're all great things. So that was like really hard for me to realize that I like I walked away from some of those positions thinking I didn't give it everything I could have. Um, so I learned to stop doing that. I <laughs> ran for ASUI president and I said, that's all we're going to do, Lauren. Like, you don't need to get an internship. You don't need to find another job. Like, right. take, and I was, I was really privileged to have that, like, opportunity to just do ASUI and not have to worry about those other things. But um, I did learn, like, the best work really comes from being passionate about it um, because some of those positions that I was overburdening myself with my junior year, I was not completely invested in. And I was doing them because I felt like I needed to and because it's a resume and because it's going to law school and it's because of all those other things. And, um, yeah, so now I do these things that I love. I'm in my classes. I'm only taking 14 credits, thank God. (laughs) Um, and I, I love my classes and I love my position and I do a little extra work with the citizens climate lobby, but that's it. And that's like the biggest thing I learned is to like prioritize. I like to say prioritize my peace, which is very cheesy, but it is like something that I think is important for people to hear to just say, do the things you love and do them well. And then don't take the extra, like don't do extra just because you feel like you need to. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of funny that you say that because I am literally in that position right now. Yeah. I am a recruiting intern for the college of business. I'm a part of Vandal Solutions. I'm a part of ASUI. I'm like on two different clubs in ASUI just Mm -hmm. because I was like, man, I just need to be, I need to get on this, do this, do that. But because you're like, oh, build the resume, do yep. this. But it's like when going into an interview, 
for like that kind of stuff. It's really interesting. Um, they're like, man, like, how do you manage your time? And it's like, I, I don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's always the answer. So, you're, you're like, it's five hours of sleep. That's how you manage it. Yeah, and that's not good either. No. And I, I just think it's like, it took me four years. I mean, it took me 21 years for, if we're being honest, like we, we all did that in high school. We did it yeah. now in college. And I think that that's something that every, every person I talk to, they're like, Oh yeah, I'm in that boat too. And yeah. I'm like, we just don't need to be like, you can do, right. if you go into an interview and you can say, I did this and I'm really passionate about it. And now all I'm really ever going to talk about is this ACY president position. <laughs> like I've been able to do some things that I never thought I was going to do in my time here at university of Idaho. And so that's all I'm really going to talk about now. I'm going to be right. like, this was incredible. And I was able to like, hopefully help students in a way that's impactful to their life. And yeah, I think that's important to learn. So hopefully <laughs> we yeah. all can learn that a little bit more. Yeah. So what do you um, believe that like being involved is important as a college student? I mean, obviously you're very involved, but like what, what, what was important to you about it? And um, I would say, again, for as much as I'm saying, like, take your time and like, don't get too over, like overstacked with work. I'd say the biggest reason like I got involved, the reason why I always encourage other people to is because it's a great way to grow and learn outside of the classroom. Um, we have awesome faculty. We have awesome programs that like really do help students, but those outside experiences are what's going to make, um, you grow in a different way. That's beneficial to your academic career here. Um, I would have never learned that I actually wanted to go to law school if I hadn't joined ACUI. Like I never saw that as an opportunity for me until I got into this and I was like, okay, I like these things. I like what I'm doing. I like how I'm feeling about the work that I'm doing. Um, and I think that's so important and why being involved is so important on campus. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, so while we are kind of wrapping up here, I just kind of want to open it up to, uh, either Hunter or Lauren, if you have anything else you want to say to the audience, any other questions you want to ask, um, just go ahead. I wonder like what, what led you to run for ASUI? Like you said, you were so busy and it, you said, well, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a break. So I'm going to take on a 20 hour work. That, <laughs> that to me is not a break, but me and you, I guess look at breaks differently. So what, <laughs> what made you run? What, like what led you to run and for ASUI president in, instead of like other positions or not at all, or, you know, just dive into that. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is that I, well, when I became a Senator, I realized like there's so many other ways to help people um, on campus and students in life here. Um, being in Gamma Phi and having leadership positions there, I was like, this is awesome and I'm helping people, but it was a very tight knit group and it was a very specific group that I was helping. Um, and I wanted to extend past that. So being a Senator really helped me like open my eyes to it. And then when I like came to the actual time, I was like, I want to have a voice that like really can impact people. And that meant going up in the chain, like our senators and our cabinet members do great things, but I was ready to um, help those people do the great things that they do, which is president. And it's an opportunity to outside of that. I, I speak with the state board of education. I have conversations with legislators. Like I talk with our president green once a month. I talk with Tory, like provost Tory Lawrence all the time. Like I am able to reach a bigger, um, entity of helping people. And I think that is like one of my main goals in life is to always make sure that people are having the best opportunities they can. And this was like my best opportunity to make that a reality. I, so, yeah. I, I guess I have one more like follow up question to that. Cause you, um, it sounds like you have like great contacts. Obviously <laughs> president green was great and you getting to be involved in the uh, legislature. Is there, you know, a certain person maybe in the legislature or even president green or someone that you really admire look up to and view as like a great connection that you've made here at the university 
all all great examples that you listed but to put to give some more names i would say sean o'neill the director of the department of student involvement you both know him he's an incredible guy who he's just helped me grow so much in everything that i do when it comes to personal life academic life professional life dean of students blaine eccles though too incredible and they both have just really helped me realize like what it means to be a passionate worker and what it means to be a good leader um and i would just give both of them a shout out and say great contacts you gave a great examples too but i would just also like to highlight both of them awesome well lauren we do want to thank you uh for joining us today hunter and i both really appreciate it and i know that the uh, students at the university would love to hear more about you and and uh, i'm just glad that we can we can you know, present you to them in this interview. Well, thank you so much for having me. U of I students always come get involved with ACY. It's a great opportunity. I always have to end with that plug, um, <laughs> but I really appreciate it. And I'm always open um, to having more conversations. So thanks Beautiful. so much. Thank you. I can't thank you enough for tuning in for this week's episode. I'm very excited that, uh, that this is all together. I have to thank everybody that helped in uh, getting the equipment and and uh, getting this this project put together I'm really excited that we can uh, finally start to have weekly episodes now um, I'm planning on you know I do my interviews on Friday and then I edit it over the weekend and then we publish them hopefully on Monday that's that's the goal um, you know we are very busy students and senators and stuff like that but I will try my hardest to have them out on on Mondays, um, but the best part about this is you stayed till the end, and um, we partnered with Red Star, and Red Star is willing to give out one free drink a week, and we're going to give that out to one lucky listener, but uh, there are a couple things you have to do, not hard by any means, but go and follow ASUI Idaho on Instagram. Every Monday we'll have a post um, about our podcast, about you and I at U of I, and what we will have what we will have you do is like and follow. So follow first, like the post, and then comment your favorite part about this week's episode. So my favorite part was um, kind of editing it all, putting it all together, making it one big masterpiece. Um, but I loved interviewing them and I kind of loved every part about it, but (laughs) I kind of have a biased opinion on this because, um, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's my show. I'm, I'm a host of it. So, um, you know, we, we want some specific, something you liked, something you thought was interesting. Um, so comment that in the comments and what we'll do is on, so we'll give everybody a week to do that. So it'll, it'll be out on Monday by Friday, we'll go through and randomly select somebody Um, to get a free drink and we'll message you and we will give red star your name and all you have to do is go and drive up to red star tell you tell them that you are the winner of you and i u of i's uh drawing deal and um give them your name so that's all for this week and i honestly cannot thank you enough if you like the show tell your friends tell uh, your family Shoot them the link. But uh, like I said, that's all for this week's show. And uh, look for um, you and I at U of I on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, all those platforms. Have a great week.